Hello. Welcome to episode 191 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Miss Henny, let me tell you. Okay. So I live on the seventh floor, but we have the seventh and eighth floor. There's one elevator in the building. Okay. This, this elevator, and there's only uh, 14 units. This elevator, we've lived here two years, is, I'm going to tell you, at least twice a month, it doesn't work. Okay. I, a lot of people have been stuck in the elevator. And I guess what happened when we, we were away on Saturday night or Sunday morning, 3 a.m., people were stuck in the elevator. <gasps> so that was for Sunday. So we got home from our trip and to find that the elevator's not working. So then we get to carry our suitcases up. Eesh. Seven floors. Seven floors. And there's 15 stairs on each floor. Oh, that's a long way to lug suitcases. It's a long way just to walk because you it know is. What, since when you're going around in circles and then you start feeling like a buoy, right? Your tummy is like rumbling, like in a, like a cha-cha sideways cha-cha way. Like, yeah. so I had to do that yesterday. Uh, we did it seven times because we came home. Then we went out to the groceries, came back with the groceries. Then we went and got the dog. Oh and my dog. goodness. Then we had to take the dog for a walk and then we came back. But then today, it's still not working because they can't get it fixed. So I think I've already gone. Well, we had our workout. Well, we can't carry all of our weights. We have like a set of 10 kilo weights, a set of eight, a set of five. Yeah. yeah. We have a cart that we take. Well, so today we just took, I took the fives, Phil took the eights. But walking back up those stairs with like two <laughs> five pounds. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of extra weight to carry up all those stairs. And it feels like, well, I have the eight kilo ones. Okay. But you also have like your, uh, your uh, like body is different than mine. Correct. You also work out with those. Yes. And my, my calves are still aching from the hike that we did on Friday. So, and yeah, anyways, and then I went out to walk the dog, so I had to come, go down, come back with, after the workout, take the dog down, take the dog back in, then I had to go to the grocery store, then I had to bring the groceries back, and then I went out to get Christmas gifts for Phil, and then I come back, and I'm already dreading that the dog has to go out one more time. <laughs> and you're going to have to do it again. Oh, no. Have yeah. you ever gotten stuck in the elevator? No. Uh, no, but what's happened is that twice Phil and I have been in the elevator and it has stopped and then it, it was, it reset itself, but it okay. kind of dropped a bit and that's Ooh, scary. Yeah. When Graham was here one time, he got stuck in, like it did stop and he totally freaking panicked. Like, really? he, yeah, I wasn't in it with him. It was him and Alexandra, but he panicked. Oh, dear. Uh, a little girl got stuck in it. Like, I mean, I'd. Thank God we don't own this built like the own this apartment because it's yeah. it's like ridiculous. Plus the maintenance is ridiculous on it because there's so few units. Right. And then the management company they had previously stole the money because it's Peru. This is the way things operate here. Right. Yeah. 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 Oof. Currently, currently, well, Wednesday they um impeached the president of the country. Yes. And Phil was messaging me because he's watching it live on TV. It, he goes, this is, this is like a movie. Literally, they were, they were filming the president leaving. He was running out of the, 
presidential palace with his family into a waiting car. Then his own security detail surrounded him and turned him in and took him to the police station. (laughs) Then there are still shots of the president sitting in the police station with a magazine. Like he's just, he's got his legs crossed. He's sitting back and he's just like flipping through a magazine. Because is nuts. Oh, this is nuts. It's the fifth president that there has been since we've got here. And and like April of 2019, this this one, now this is the first woman, 200 years the country's been, um, had its independence, first woman. Um, to, President. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing, she wasn't elected because what happens is you have a president and then you have two vice, uh, uh, do they call them vice presidents? Yeah. And then if something happens to the president, then vice president automatically becomes president. Right. Well, I mean, that would be the same in Canada, right? The only female prime minister we've ever had was Kim Campbell, and it was the same sort of situation, right? Right. She also didn't get elected. Yeah. And so this happened with a man already. He lasted a week because there were the riots and two young guys got were killed during the riots and they were surrounding this man's house, like his personal house. Like they, they're, they're, they're cray cray, they're cray cray. It's crazy. So right now in the country, there are cities where uh, there's every, like they've put cars on fire, the looting. There's protests all through the country right now. It's, it's in like, I just saw that the president is probably going to declare it to be a state of emergency. Okay. Honey. If one, one more person tells me how lucky I am to live here. <laughs> <laughs> I have never said that to you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, and, and the thing is, is that the country will never move forward because ne- they can never keep a president. And every single president that they, they every living president, er, or sorry, every living ex-president hmm. is in jail. Every Ex-president. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. It is, uh, it is certainly tumultuous. No, it's, it's, I feel bad for, I do feel bad because the country has a lot to offer. Yeah. And it, it just runs so poorly. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyways, we were, we were away this weekend and, and, um, Argentina. And so do you know anything about the Argent, like Argentinian, um, uh, like, um, their, their money, like how it's based. Okay. So there's an official rate. Okay. Which is about 150 pesos to one us dollar. Okay. So if you use a credit card, that's what you're going to pay. Okay. But if you go onto it, like we walk on the street and every single street corner, there's somebody who's a, a money exchanger. They work for money exchange houses. Okay. Just like some woman or some guy standing there as like asking if you want to change money. Right. You get, you get 290 pesos for one US dollar. So double. Yeah. Okay. But like, it sounds like people who scalp tickets. Like, 
but it's all this is there's two there are two like that this is what how that country works so it's it has i mean you know and i don't know a lot about very much about this but it has a lot to, it has to do with us uh controlling the amount of us dollars in and out of the country mm-hmm. but but people to export things they need to be able to have us dollars and so this is how that they get the influx in. But the government controls. That's why the government has the 150. That's the official rate. And this is the blue. This is I think they call it the blue. It's the blue rate or something. So anyways, we go into a Starbucks and then feels like, you know, how how do I know if I like, am I going to get counterfeit money from any of these people on the street? He's asking yeah. the barista. Anyway, uh, the, the barista said, oh, no, there's a woman. She comes right out front here. She's got dreads. She, you know, she's you can trust her, blah, blah, blah. So sure enough, like two minutes later, this woman comes out and comes up and we're doing like some street deal. And then other people are coming up. <laughs> we're, we're all doing street deals. Yeah. Wow. But it's like, I mean, and then I, we had to pay for the hotel with our credit card, the car rental. One of the dinners we had, we had to prepay it when we made the reservation. Right. So then, then you like feel like, what the heck, man? I just paid double for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, for you as a person who loves a sale. Exactly, honey. <laughs> that's a real, that's a real kicker. That's a real. <laughs> I, I've never heard of anything like that before and like and and it's it is legal or not really like no 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 because we went to like even to like the 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 vineyard and like the winery and in this like official store they say if you pay with us dollars the rate that day was 270 but if you use your credit card you're going to get whatever the country's official rate is wow it's so strange and there's more economics behind it of course yeah this is this is an issue I mean, that's why people want, they they want cash. Everybody, and of course, and then because things are like literally, I said, I don't even understand how to do this. How do I do this exchange rate? Like a bottle of olive oil was like, you know, 5,470 pesos. Yeah. You know, and then it ends up being $4 or something, you know. But you have to have all of those pesos in your hand. So Phil has like a wad of money, you know, with a big elastic band around it that he's carrying around like ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Wow. No. Here's what I know about Argentina. I know what the flag of Argentina looks like. Mm -hmm. I know it has a sun in the middle and it has light blue and white stripes. And I know that there used to be an Argentinian steakhouse just down the street from where I live, but it's not there anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know more than that. That's the extent. I know where to find Argentina on a map. You know more than that. I know uh, that they speak Spanish in Argentina. I yeah. know um, Evita, uh, don't cry uh, for me, Argentina. I guess, <laughs> uh, uh, Argentinian woman, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's, my goodness. That's all I got, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my Argentina trivia. Yeah. Well, we were in Mendoza, where, um, I mean, that's a huge wine region so anyone who drinks wines knows that that's uh, that area you would buy Argentinian so yeah wines I mean we this gotcha. vineyard we were at like 30 million liters of wine this one vineyard 
you know, wow. all over the world. We learned some things about wine. Okay. Yeah. Felt bad because there was, so there was the, the English, uh, the English tour and uh, Argentines also, they're English. I, I mean, I don't know how many people heard, I spoke to that was then English that had zero accent, zero. Oh. Zero like um, Spanish accent when they were right. speaking English. Perfect English. Yeah, oh, wow. lots of English. Anyways, so there was Phil and I, and then there was um, a couple and then their adult child. And they spoke with an accent but they, when they were speaking English. Anyways, the guide then asked where they were from and they, they kind of hesitated. Uh, it's because they were from Russia. Oh. And if Phil said after, he's like, you feel bad because it's mm -hmm. like, they didn't, they themselves didn't start a war. Correct. Correct. No. <laughs> and, and likely they're not contributing to the war any more than any one of us is. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, but, but they were very hesitant to say that. And I thought, yeah. I, felt, I felt bad, you know, yeah. I felt bad for them, but um, they, they weren't living in Russia. They're living in Portugal, but. Okay. 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 Um. Anyway. Anyway. So it was. Uh, it was interesting. They when the the tour guide he talks about. Oh, in the winter here it's very cold, dude. <laughs> Canadians and Russians. <laughs> it's not very cold. I mean, <laughs> it's chilly and and drizzly and miserable. I'm sure. <laughs> I said, well, I think that really depends on, you know, your point of reference. <laughs> you're telling us with temperature, that is not cold. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. It was lovely. 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 All right. Well, let me, I have, I have something that I need some advice about. And then um, I've got uh, a podcast that I was listening to, to talk about. So Perfect. first, here's first the advice piece. <laughs> for, for Christmas with my family, we do a big gift exchange so that all the, because there are a lot of adults in my family because there are, um, six different children and five of those six have partners and and then my parents and so there's just a lot of adults so we do a gift exchange so that everyone only purchases for one person and then well for one adult and then of course the the nieces and nephews get stuff right but the last couple of years, we decided that to sort of, you know, make it a little bit more fun because the trouble is, and we talked about this several weeks ago, the trouble is that when you're an adult, you typically like have what you need. And so yep. then, you know, when you have to buy a gift for someone, it's like, well, okay, but they have everything they, they need. And then if you ask them what they want, they'll say, oh, just give me a gift card, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. so what we found was like several years ago, like everyone was just buying each other gift cards. What a waste. Like, yeah. Me, that that's not a gift. Sorry. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a thank you. Like that's a token yeah. thank you and a card, a gift card, but it's mm -hmm. not a Christmas gift, you know? Yeah. 
So anyway, so we decided that we had to do something, we had to put some parameters around the gift giving to sort of, you know, in, incite people to do a better job than just getting a gift card. And so last year and this year, what we what we came up with was that a portion of the gift has to be either homemade or handmade. I think I might have said this on the podcast before. So, so this year, I have to purchase a gift or get a gift for um, one of my sister-in-laws. And I have to have a portion of the gift that is homemade or handmade. And so I decided that I would make my own bath salts. Mm-hmm. So I got all of the ingredients. I got the Epsom salt. I got rock salt. I got baking soda. I got glass, like really nice glass jars that have like a little chalkboard piece on the mm-hmm. front. So you can write in chalk, like what this, what the, 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 the flavor is flavor. The scent. Uh, the scent. Thank you. <laughs> and then I had to buy essential oils. Yeah. Because that's how you get the the salt to be scented. And so mm-hmm. I had to mix it all up. I had all. It was it was like I was doing a science experiment in my house this weekend. I had all these different bowls of all these different mixtures, and each mixture has like four drops of essential oils in them, and they get mixed up. It was very fragrant in here on uh, on Saturday night, and but then they have to dry for 24 hours. So I had all of the bowls in different spots with the little like with with the the name of the scent beside each one, so that I didn't get them mixed up. <laughs> yeah. And then, so after 24 hours, they were all dried. And then I scooped them into the glass jars and I've wrapped them all up and and it looks all very nice and I don't know if it will work. I don't like I let's hope. I mean, the thing is it's a mixture of Epsom salt, rock salt and baking soda. So I mean, if you put it into water, it's going to do something you know like will will it be fragrant enough or too fragrant i'm not really sure i mean we'll see however here's here's the question that i have for you and for people i now have this box of six different like vials of essential oils Mm -hmm. what do i do with this what do i what what and how do I use these essential oils? Oh well, uh, I have like I have all these little vials. There's six different scents that I have because mm-hmm. that that came in a, like a little kit. But like I literally yep. used four drops from the from each oil. So like now, what yep. do I do with them? Well, well like, you can money to just throw out. No, no, no. And they'll, and, and essential oils will last for quite a while. So, um, well, well, I mean, they're the, one of the things that people do with them is they have those little atomizers, right? That you put the drops into the, you put water in and then the drops and when you plug it in and then it just kind of gives you like a, oh, so I need another trinket. You could. That is one thing. Okay. You probably depending, like if it's lavender, sometimes uh, people. I have use a lav- lav- One of them is lavender. So some people use lavender. They would just um, like put a little drop on their finger and then like rub their hands together and then just kind of like put it around behind your ears, whatever. It's also 
like lavender is good I think for um, for if you have a headache so yeah. some people will put it like on the top of their head like if you think about like if you've had a massage that's often what they would put on their hands first and then have you like stick deep breathe in because it just kind of like opens everything up I used to use it a lot when I was doing yoga like would ask people if they were okay with it and then I would put that on and and do that mm. you can rub it on your skin and you can make your can make your own face oil with it so, I mean okay. there are things that can be done well I figured that uh, you would have some ideas because yeah I just yeah. feel like I have this like I have all of this oil now yeah that I'm like yeah what, what do I even do with this yeah, I mean, I, I also he, have I also have lots of ingredients to make more bath salts, and like I don't like a bath, so I'm not mm -hmm. going to use it. So what yeah. I'm hoping is that the people that I gift this to really like it, and if they do, then I'll yeah. just make more. Correct. Yeah, I mean, and those are always like just like a nice little thing to give to someone. I don't know, like, you know, those types of people that, that you have in your life. That's that's what I did this past weekend. That was yeah one of one of the many tasks that was keeping me up far too late was ma <laughs> making mm. homemade bath salts. But I will tell you, like, <laughs> it did, because one of them is lavender, which is fine, but one of them is eucalyptus. Oh, love it. And I love that smell. And one of them is peppermint. Oh. And I yeah, love maybe, that smell. Maybe you would like a little atomizer thing. And you can get all different sized ones. Yeah. And then you, and like, it's so nice, honey. It really is. Okay. I need, I, to, I, I need I, to look I into actually, that. Yeah. I probably should tell Phil that would be a good gift idea. He's always looking for something because I don't have one here, but because it's, it's a different plug, of course, you know. Right, right, um, right. But I've, I've owned, I've owned a couple yeah, I'm thinking about what else you could put it on. People will probably have some ideas. Yeah, but I'll I think can, yeah, I think I'll Google too. I, you could, yeah, I don't know what you do to make like um like the body scrubs. Like I, the one that I've been using from that woman I bought, I freaking love it. It is like my skin is so freaking soft after using that. Okay. Like oh, I put it in the bath and it's on. Oh, it's just lovely. I don't know what kind of oil she uses. I'll have to. Yeah, I'll I'll put it I'll put it on the Instagram story and ask people if okay. if they use essential oils and like what I could use them for. Yeah. Now that I have them. <laughs> you have them. <laughs> All right. Okay. So so that's the advice that I needed, and I, okay. I mean the the thing that I needed to know mostly was like, is this something that I can use? And mm -hmm. is this something that I will use? But I feel like if I get, I'm assuming an atomizer is like some sort of a diffuser. Correct. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. it is. Sorry, so it's a diffuser. I, yeah. I feel like that's probably the route I need to go because I'm not going to be making my own body scrub to use. I'm also not going to be rubbing oil on my face. Like I just, I just know myself. I'm not going to be doing yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Um. But a diffuser, I feel like yeah. I could do that. I feel like I could do that. Yeah, some people will just throw them right into the bathtub, but you don't have a, you don't usually take a bath either. I don't right? take a bath. No, I don't like to take yeah. a bath. Yeah. No, thank you. 
All right. All right. All right. That's good. Okay. So now here's the other thing. I came across this uh, podcast episode and it's a podcast that we've talked about on the, like on our podcast before it's called, it's the podcast called no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. But the episode that I came across was a, an episode from, I think, the end of October, so relatively recent. And the question was about uh, snap judgments and first impressions. Okay. And so the question was really, like, how important are they? Like, how important is a snap judgment and a first impression? And how good are we at making them? Okay. And so would you say that your fairly good at like making judgments or, or first impressions of people or or do you feel like mm. you're often wrong about your first impression no I think I'm I think that uh I've gotten better at it mm-hmm. I think that I am better at picking up on certain things where I will think um, I think that we're just really misaligned in certain yeah things. Yeah. I yeah. was I was thinking about it too because I think that I think I'm pretty good at having a very quick sense of like is this person going to be good at the job that I need them to do or the job that they're supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. I'm not as good at having an, a, an accurate first impression about people and like if they're a person that I would get along with or not. Oh, interesting. I don't think I'm that great at that. Like I, I think I, yeah, I think I, I make, I make those mistakes. Like I think that, I often will think that someone might have a personality that would like match mine quite well. And then it doesn't. Okay. And, and vice versa. Like I think, Ooh, I don't think huh. we would be friends. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe we would be friends. Like I, I feel yeah. like that, that, yeah, I don't know why that is, but anyway, it was, it was interesting. So in the, in the, in the podcast episode, they were talking about, the fact that whether whether we want to or not or whether it's important or not we do all make snap yeah. judgments about people in fact they said that um people have like a first impression within a tenth of a second of seeing wow something. isn't that wild like y- but that's based on on just what they're wearing, their looks. That's it. And then if they talk or if they gesture or if they do something else, then we quickly add to the, like we add information to the, like to the whole picture. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, because one of the things that, um, that they were talking about was, this study that that one of the hosts was involved in where they were doing they were having a whole bunch of different people rate 
the uh, the warmth, the competence, and the moral character of people based on a 90-second interview. Because these are the three different like categories that we tend to think about when we're making an impression of, when we have an impression about someone. So when we when so so they had like she said they had like a thousand different people record themselves in front of a camera in 90 seconds introducing themselves. So it was a 90 second introduction. And then the people in the study had to watch these videos and rank like rate the the different people in the videos on how warm they were. And so they they were looking at how approachable, how warm and how sociable they were. So that was like okay. one ranking. Then yeah. they had to rank their competence. So they had to decide how talented, how skilled, and how capable they were. And then they had to rank their moral character. So they had to rank how trustworthy, how sincere, and how principled they were. Just okay. based on a 90-second uh, interview or a 90-second introduction. Wow. And, and so... So she said that they found that the the people doing the rating were pretty similar to one another when it came to the warmth and the and the competence measures. Like pretty much if someone scored high in warmth, like all the raters scored them high. And if someone scored low in competence, all the raters scored them low in competence. But the moral character, like the whether or not they were trustworthy and sincere, was all over the map, she said. Like the raters did not agree ever with that. So it just... It was just like one little piece that shows that that we like our impressions of people are completely different from one another and may or may not be accurate, right? Like how do you how well, do you get an impression of that? Well, how do you but that but that makes sense, so honey, because the time that we have to form that impression is all based on data that we've already collected up until that point. Correct. And so it's all our personal experiences based on people who maybe have the same facial expressions, the same way of caring themselves, right? And so that's then we, we link that to someone else that we know that's just like that. Exactly. exactly. Well, that's yeah. it, right? Like, that's exactly it. Cause, because, um, because I was even thinking, because at some point they talked about, like, names. And so I was thinking, like, mm -hmm. have you ever, like met someone and then thought like oh yeah like they look like uh whatever you know like oh yeah you oh, look yeah. like you look like you should be a Jessica you know like yeah. or like no like like sometimes you hear like someone will introduce themselves with a name and you're like really you just don't look like a Matthew to me you know like but I mean what does that even mean but yeah I know that I've said things like that yeah because it's exactly what you said like it's you you're taking what you know from other people and other experiences you've had and like linking them together. Right. Yeah. The one, yeah. um, the one thing that the, that the one host said was, he's like, I wonder if, would it be better? Like if you really wanted to get a, a more accurate impression about someone, would it be better to talk to them over the phone 
than to meet them in person or talk to them Mm -hmm. over Zoom. And so his theory was if you talk to someone over the phone, you eliminate, like you said, Sandy, all of those preconceived ideas and notions about what you see in a person and you mm-hmm. just have to listen to them. And, and so would that be better? And, and the, the girl who was involved in this, the study said, actually, she said, it's interesting. She said, it would be, it could be, or maybe it wouldn't be depending on what it is that you're, that you're looking for. So she said that, that, people's impressions about how warm and approachable and sociable a person is, those impressions are made mostly by the nonverbal behaviors that people exhibit. So, so when we decide if someone is approachable or not, it has nothing to do with what they sound like or what they say. It has everything to do with what their appearance is, what kind of facial expressions they make, what kind of body language they have, which makes sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if you have a certain look or if you have a certain way of, of moving in the world that makes you like, for example, if you're uh, like, if you're smiling and your eyes are open and you're like looking around, like you, I might be more inclined to feel like I can go and ask you a question than if you are like sitting huddled over a a paper of some sort, you know, like, like your body language uh, says a lot for how approachable and warm you seem, right. Whether or not that's true, right. It, it, it just feels that way. But then she said, however, our impressions about how competent someone is, how talented they are, how skilled they are, how capable they are. She said the the nonverbal uh, cues mean nothing. It's a, it's almost completely based on what we hear people saying. And so the things that people say and how they say them that's where we make the impression of how capable someone is which also i think makes kind of sense it does make kind of sense but sometimes depending on what what you want someone to be capable of or what you are looking for their skill set you can make a judgment based on how someone looks just to it for you to think that if that person could or could not do what it is that you need Mm -hmm. them to do and and I think also what happens is like I'm just thinking of job interviews for example I think some people talk a really good game like I think some people the things that they say make them sound super capable super competent and then when they actually have to do the job you're like what the heck like you yeah you're doing you can't do this <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. so so I I mean but I mean that's the thing with impressions is and I think that yeah. was the whole point of this like impressions are important we are making impressions every time we were in a space with other people other people have impressions of us like so mm-hmm. it, there is something important about that however we are almost always wrong <laughs> you yeah. know like and and 
the only way to have the right impression is to spend more time with that yeah. person, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you either are, you either confirm the initial. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right impression. Or be like, wow, I was way off of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean that. I guess that's why that there's the expression you you only have one chance to make a first impression because you could be having an off day, mm-hmm. right? Someone could have their first time meeting you when you are like experiencing something very stressful, traumatic, mm-hmm. and and you're not presenting yourself as the person you are. Like ninety nine percent of the time, mm-hmm. they're seeing that one percent, and based mm-hmm. on that one percent, that sort of it you know yeah i i think that even though we do make those very quick impressions i think what's more important is that we are open to the ability to change that like there are like you said you have to spend more time with somebody i don't think you should mm-hmm. necessarily cut somebody right off there are, there are for sure going to be things that you're that, that will you'll be like okay I've met that person once. They said this, this, and this. That is something that I just don't want to be a part of. Yes. And so that's the end of that. Correct. But there are other times where maybe, you know, they just weren't, they didn't contribute to a conversation. And so you're thinking that they don't have anything to offer, but maybe you know, it was just because of the conversation that was going on that they didn't, I mean, there's so many, there's too many too many things that could that could potentially yeah oh yeah i mean tons of variables right yeah yeah Yeah. i just i just i was really fascinated with the whole conversation because then of course you're thinking about like impressions that you've had of other people or then you think like oh i wonder like what the impression is that I give off to other people or, you know, like you just sort of think about all those things, you know, like I was, and I was thinking about, yeah, I was thinking about job interviews. I was thinking about, like, I was even thinking about dating, like, oh my goodness, that was a nightmare. You know, like I was just thinking about like all of these times when you are like purposely trying to give off a first impression but then also times when you're not really trying to give an impression at all and yet you know that people have taken something from that like it's just you know it's yeah being a social creature is yeah such a strange phenomenon you know yeah but it's also interesting the things that we remember about the first time that we meet someone and then when someone says to you, oh, I remember the first time I met you mm-hmm. and this is what, you know, where we were and this is what you said. And you're just like, oh, man, I have no idea what I said. Like, or they tell you something, you're like, huh, so interesting that that's the thing that you, that you remember right. about the first time we met, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's when, I think if we overthink it, we'd just be like... <laughs> paranoid (laughs) (laughs) I think so too I think so too (laughs) do you well you know though like I know there are times when I'm not making a good first impression oh but but I don't know what to do to change it 
Ah, so like, would that be a situation where you wanted to make a good first impression and you actively in the moment knew that you weren't? Mm. Or not necessarily that you wanted to, just that you realized you didn't. Yeah, I think that's more it. And more, and often it's when I'm just very uncomfortable in a situation. And so then when I'm uncomfortable in a situation, I don't participate. Or I feel like sometimes if I, I have said something that it's come across as being harsher or more... Um, like you know flag in the sand about something that I meant to be about oh, it okay so okay. I can have a regret later and be like oh man why did I say that that's you know what I didn't really that's not you know I didn't I didn't need to I didn't need to be so mm. emphatic about what I said you know right so I, I do I have had those types of situations hmm I don't know uh, definitely there are times when I know in the moment that the impression that I'm making is not necessarily a positive one, but like, I would say typically in those situations, the feeling is, the feeling is mutual. And so I don't care. I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. You were going to say that. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think. I, I I will tell you though that I am always like you said, like when you when you talk to someone and then you're like, Oh yeah, like the first my first impression of you was that like I am always surprised what people say. Yeah. Only because I think I think people's first impression of me is always like I feel like heightened, like it's more than it should be. Like it's like they have the impression that I'm far nicer than I am or that I'm far <laughs> smarter than I am. Like, like they just have this impression that I'm more than what is actually. More true. than. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's just my impression. I don't know, but that yeah. I do often feel that way. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I remember, I remember the first time that I met you because it was at a W shop. <laughs> this is what, what I was just saying. I don't want to know. <laughs> and you were, and you were filling in for, yeah. uh, for Karen who was away. Yeah. And, and I had a very good relationship with my WW coach and I really, really, uh, liked her and appreciated her and enjoyed her. And we had had a few substitute coaches in the past that had been dreadfully boring. And, and so there was always a little bit of hesitancy when I knew she was going to be away that it was like, <laughs> who is going to be filling in this time? And then I remember there you were and you're always like so well put together with the accessories and everything everything <laughs> matches and everything's well you know quaffed and everything but you, you put yourself together very well and then I don't I don't remember what you were talking about but I remember that you were um very engaging and I really enjoyed the workshop and then you were talking about this blog that you were just starting and I was uh. like that sounds so cool. I want to follow the blog and you'd like written it on the whiteboard. And I was like, this is so like, I just thought you were such an interesting person. 
Well, that's very nice. Thank yeah. you. I was worried about what you were going to say, but no. And it's, but that's the thing is when you fill in for someone who is really, really loved, it's very stressful, right? It's very stressful because you know there are people that are giving you the stink eye. Like, Correct. you know, it doesn't matter if you're a freaking superstar. I don't want to like you. I will not like you because I am, I am so like, I, I can't do that. It's like I'm cheating on someone, you know. It's, it's, I don't think that I was giving you the stink eye. I think I, I I've seen on. you give people the stink eye, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You oh. probably give it, and you don't even know. You, I have a stink eye. Do, yeah, <laughs> I have a stink eye. Don't worry, but I don't think I was giving you a stink eye in that moment. I think I think I was open to the idea that this could be okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'd like to think that I was. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, so long ago. So so long ago. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, I'm glad I made a good first impression. <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, and then but I like, but here's but here's the funny thing, and this is the thing too about impressions is like you you did make a good first impression on me, mm. but then like <laughs> then I got to know you and I realized I was wrong. <laughs> it was too late. I couldn't not get rid exactly of you. What I'm trying to say, not exactly what I'm trying to say, but what I am trying to say is. That that the person that I know you to be now is not the person that I thought you were. Okay. That, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, and, and even though it was still a positive impression, and now the impression that I have of you also is positive. Otherwise, I mean, I wouldn't put up with you for like <laughs> so many hours every week. But like, it, it's just different. Like, you, yeah. yeah, you're not the person that I thought you were. No. In that moment. No. That's because I think for the first time that we actually went and like together and went on the walk, we realized we actually had a lot of things in common, even though there are a lot of things that we have that are not in common. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. But there, we do have a lot of things in common and we kept like, we kept finding more and more and it was just creeping us out because it yeah. was just like, this is really freaky. I mean, when we realized that we both grew up like, yeah. a stone's throw from one another I think that was the thing that really like cemented the this is yeah this, this is weird yeah 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 because then you knew oh you're from Hamilton well you're not really all that put together <laughs> <laughs> it's all a facade it's all a facade all of it, all of it. you lived 45 years in Hamilton no you can't just get rid of that with with a with a, some accessory you can't accessorize that out you can't lipstick that away <laughs> well Steph will tell you different <laughs> yes maybe you just need the right lipstick That's right. <laughs> I have had the impression from people before who are at different points in their life than I am, that maybe they don't think that we'd have anything in common. Mm. And so they don't want to even engage or find out mm -hmm. because all they can see are the differences. Right. And right. make assumptions based on that, you know, like right. for people, for people that have children, like, I mean, 
Yeah, well, I had children. Mine are just grown up. It'd be, it would mm-hmm. be like people, you know, who have children that don't want to, like, think that you don't want to be friends with them or that you won't understand, but they don't. They also, then they find out, well, you're a teacher. You're around kids all the time. You have nieces and nephews. You're yeah. around kids. You don't hate yeah. children. I mean, if you hated kids, you wouldn't be doing what you do. Correct. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, yeah. So it's, there's still things outside of, being a parent, in quotations, mm-hmm. that you can have in common with people. I mean, mm-hmm. we all have things in common with people. There's mm-hmm. always, I think we have something in common with every single person on the planet. You know, it just doesn't mean that it's enough to sustain any type of a relationship or friendship yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Nor, nor does it have to be or should it no. be. No, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a, that's always a hard thing to, to, realize and recognize is that you are that sometimes people are just not going to like you and it's not because you did anything wrong mm-hmm. you know it's just your personalities don't match it seems it always seems like it's okay well I can choose not to want to be around somebody but wait a minute they they're not with they don't want to be around me no I feel rejected it's like right it's just it's why do we feel like that it's weird you know it's okay for us but but it's not yeah. okay when someone else chooses that about us, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because it it takes the control away from you, right? It, yeah. it takes you out of the driver's seat, right? Like, yeah. it's 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 like you know, it's like those silly like I don't know, even like in a cartoon or a television show where it's like you're fired, you can't fire me, I quit. Quit. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's, that's right. Okay. You know, like it's it's just. We like to be the one. We like to be the ones that have made the decision, yeah. even, even if the outcome is the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, honey. Okay, so have you been watching? You watch The Handmaid's Tale, right? Okay, I watched the first season. Oh, honey. Okay, but I don't think I watched any more than that. Okay, well, this season is like so flipping good. It's so. So I've good. heard that this most recent season is less dark. Yeah. Than the earlier seasons. Is that true? Yeah. 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 But I think, I mean, obviously that those seasons have to happen too, so that you understand. To get you to wherever you yeah. are now. But, um, so it's Bradley Whitford is in. Okay. I don't so know as I know who that is. Bradley Whitford. If you Googled him and see a picture, you know who he is. Okay. He is so bloody funny. But he plays oh. he plays a great role in this. He's it's a great role. He's actually the architect of Gilead. Okay. Oh, okay. But it's kind of got, but then it, it 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 morphed into something that wasn't his original plan for Gilead, and yeah. so now, anyways, as, as seasons have gone on, his role has changed. But he's always, even though he is part of the uh, the, he's a captain in, the, in like, you know, the, the founding Gilead, like, decision makers and fathers. He's yeah. been very um, helpful to the handmaids, especially, oh. especially June. Okay. Okay. And anyway, but now he's, he, this, this last episode, oh my God, 
they've obviously allowed him some, you know, just to to ad lib some things because okay. the one woman at, is like coming to him and asking him for help, but she she was like so mean to people before in the other seasons. Serena's oh. like a main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I but know who that is. Okay, so anyways, he sits and he looks at her. He says, "Do you have an irony deficiency?" <laughs> an irony as opposed to iron. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. But he's but he just like with a like dry like so funny, so funny. <laughs> I Phil and I were killing ourselves, killing ourselves. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> it's um. It, it's yeah it, it has gotten better it's I mean it is a fantastic show the other show that I've, we've been watching and we were yeah. late to watch it was and just like that oh oh is that the sex in the city yeah I never watched it oh honey it is exceptional yeah I've heard that I've heard that it's excellent the first at the first uh episode I was like eh, and it is it is so it is and they have done such a, a, a magnificent job of bringing it 20 years forward. Right. And and discussing and incorporating all things that are currently happening in the world okay. to be inclusive. It okay. is so well done. Like every single, I just, and I mean, I just love Sarah Jessica Parker. I really okay. love her a lot. And, but I love them all. They're all so good in it. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard I have heard that it's just excellent. It's just one of those shows that was like I just it came out right at the same time as I like first had access to streaming. Okay. And so I think I just never got there because I was, you know, yeah, dabbling in other things and then but I'll have to go back to it. Yeah, it is. It is so. Oh, yeah, so well done. Well done. Do you have a favorite of the four? Have we talked well, about this before? No. The Sex and the City Girls. Uh, n- no, we haven't. Um, hmm. My favorite would be would be Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Okay. It would be her. Uh, I mean. And do you see yourself in one of the four? Uh, if I was to see myself, mm, no, I don't necessarily, I mean, if I had to choose one, it would, it would probably, no, I don't even want to say that. I don't know. (laughs) It, it, it is, so it's not Miranda. It's not Miranda. And it would probably be Samantha. Okay. But I do like, yeah. Yeah. So. My favorite of the four is Miranda easily. I love Miranda. She's my fave. I wish that I were Miranda, but I'm not. Okay. I think if I had to say, like, which of the four is the most like me, it's the one that I don't want to be. Like, isn't that, <laughs> it's not always the way you're always yeah. the don't want to be like I think if I had to pick which of the four I'm the most like I think I'm a Charlotte really but I don't want to be a Charlotte oh my god I want to be a Miranda (laughs) okay Miranda looks 
stunningly beautiful in in this. Yeah. Her hair color, so beautiful. Yeah. And and the her love interest. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with that woman. I'm not Charlotte for sure. Hundred percent, I'm not Charlotte. No, you're not at all a Charlotte. No. Yeah, I mean, it's not one that I would say that. Yeah. No, I mean, same. Like, it's not like you're you know you fall exactly exactly yeah. into one. But mm-hmm. but I, I I also think actually I think. I think for you to say that you're maybe the most like Samantha, I would, I would buy that. Only because she's that. kind of raunchy and crude and I can be like that. And she's kind of a badass, which is also you. Yeah. I actually went to the mall today and bought, like, I didn't want to go. And I went because yeah. I needed to buy Phil something for, for Christmas. And then I got lost yeah. in the mall. Seriously. Okay. It's okay. big and it's outdoor part of it. And, and it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what kind of shape it is. I don't know where I was. And then someone was like going to drive me home and I phoned and was like, okay, I'm trying to come. I don't remember where, I don't know where I am. Like, so. (laughs) And like, are there maps? Like you can't like go and find like you're here. No. No. And I, and Henny, look who you're talking to. You think I can follow one of those maps? And I mean, I go up to the one in like the mall and in uh, the Eaton Center, and I'm like looking for a store, and then it tells me, and like it goes all this thing going, and then I'm like, I don't even know what this means. It's a number. It's a number. Can you tell me? Like now, I gotta look and see what's the store beside it. Like what's de- what's above it or below it? Like, oh my gravy! I don't even know where that is. <laughs> so how did you get home? Okay, well, no, because then I phoned Roberto and I'm like, okay, and so he he was on video. He goes, I've been the food court. I said, no, I, I remember I was by the food court, but I don't know where I am now. Where I am now. I said, because I came outside and now I think I'm on the back end of the mall because I'm by the grocery store, which I've never, ever been in before. Uh, I knew there was one attached to it. I don't like going to this mall. Uh Anyways, I did manage to buy a couple of things. And this is the best part. Then they start talking to me. And I said, oh, no, I have Espanol. Oh, okay. That's what they say. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> I, <laughs> talk about first impressions. <laughs> Love it's it. It's convenient sometimes. It is convenient. Love it. Oh, no, Love no. It. <laughs> Lean into that. Yeah. <laughs> And then they'll say, oh, you speak English? <clears throat> yes, I do. Ah, shoot. <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness me. Anyway. Oh, well, Sandy, it's so much fun to chat with you. Thank you for uh, for indulging me in my first impression chatter. Yeah. And... And for your ideas about essential oils. And I am going to ask the the folks who are listening also if you yeah. use essential oils or if you have essential oils. Like, what, what should I do with them? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. What should yeah. I do with them? Um, and the next time we chat, Christmas will be behind us. And we will be prepping for 2023. Time goes quickly. 
Time's a ticking. I know time's ticking away. It is. It is. All right, friend. I've enjoyed this this screen that we are on. We're both like sitting at a board table of our, like a. I don't know. It's like we're, we're we're in a panel interview. We're pan. I don't know who we're interviewing, but. <laughs> It's very oh, yeah, interesting. It's very funny. I should take a picture of it. Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to take a picture of us in the board meeting. And then I can share that on Instagram too. We look yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sandy. Uh, All right, friend. Uh, I will talk with you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, always good to chat with you, friend. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>